We're live on YouTube, Rumble, Twitter. We'll be live shortly on Rockfin. Have a special guest today. I'm excited. Haven't talked to him in a couple weeks. Haven't seen him since the Libertarian presidential primary debate, the convention down there. So it's going to be nice having him back on the show. Some of you guys, in fact, it's in the title, so you already know who it is. There's that little red button. All right, we're also live on Rockfin now. Let me welcome tonight's guest. This is a propaganda report. Welcome former President Donald Trump. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing uh, really well, Brad. How are you doing? Uh, fantastic now that you're here because there is a lot going on in the news related to you. Pretty much everything that we're going to be talking about today some way connects with you. Like this headline that I just saw a little while ago. Trump is disqualified from the Illinois ballot, a judge rules. An Illinois state judge on Wednesday barred Donald Trump from appearing on the Illinois Republican presidential primary ballot because of his role in the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. But she delayed her ruling from taking effect in light of an expected appeal by yourself, the former president. These are all show opinions, in, in, in my opinion, because they always make this exception where they're not actually making it a, a, a law because they know you're going to appeal it. But how do you feel about state after state continuing to do this to you? Uh, you know, I, like I said the other day, I fly over a blue state, and then there's, a, there's another court case right there. All you got to do is fly over it, and somebody's suing you for invading their territory. Certainly for just about anything, Brad. You know, we're not doing anything illegal. Nothing illegal is going on over here. You didn't do anything to E. Jean Carroll to warrant the hundred or so million. New York's going to become a pretty dirty place after this. There's not going to be a lot of people wanting to do business in New York City anymore. I'll tell you that's for sure. Yeah, well, a lot of real estate people agree with you on that point. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even people that don't like me, they agree with me. You got to agree with right. You would think so, but some people are still blinded by the propaganda that's going on. And we're going to eventually get to these clips of Biden who made an appearance on Seth Meyers late night comedy show last or I think a couple nights ago, which I'm sure you're a huge fan of that late night show. Are you not? No. Yeah. I love my left wing propaganda. late night show. We're going to play some clips you know, from, you know, these guys used to be funny at one point in time in their careers. Well, that became something that is not allowed. You're only allowed to repeat talking points, and we're well, going to see know, how Joe like, does. That's why I like that Trey Parker and that Matt Joe. Yeah, they do a good job there with their South Park uh, of uh, approaching and crossing the line, but not getting canceled because they really don't care if they get well, canceled. Well, you know, they said that they make fun of the left because nobody else will. Yeah, well. It's me and South Park, Brad. You're the only two. You're the only two willing to do it. I'm going to run a roast here soon. I would love to see that. The last roast I saw you participate in, you did a fantastic job. Oh, you know, there's uh, I I got mine pretty good recently. Got him good. You got him good. Oh, yeah, just doing those impersonations of him walking off of... uh... Oh, yeah, you've been doing a lot of material. There was a clip. I don't have this one set up, but it was from... 
I want to say Italy or something like that, where it was a video of they were mocking Biden. They had this old man. I don't even know who the guy was. I don't know if he was an actor or, or a politician, but they had him walking around like you do on the stage mocking Biden. And then he came and he was speaking in his language. So they're mocking him all over the world, it seems like. Yeah, and people, people want to say that, uh, you know, he's just a joke. He's, he's made the entire thing a mockery. They're just stupid to even realize it. Yeah, you're right about that. So I, I want to start here with this spin on this testimony from this guy named Terrence Bradley, who is the former partner and attorney of Nathan Wade. Fannie Willis is the guy she was banging that is the lead prosecutor on your trial, the Trump trial in Fulton County. It's been extraordinary, the spin the past couple of days of his testimony yesterday, during which it was revealed that he exchanged a bunch of text messages with one of your co-defendant's lawyers. And in those text messages, he said, among other things, that Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis's relationship absolutely started before she hired him to be the lead prosecutor in Fulton County. And I'm going to show you how some of the reporting is going on this, and then we're going to read some of the text messages to see if it lines up with what people are saying. Because this is the response I'm seeing on Twitter from people who have, they're just regurgitating this MSNBC talking point, which we'll start, we'll start with this one. So this is MSNBC. This is their takeaway here from the testimony yesterday of Terrence Bradley. And get this up on screen for you. There you go. Look at her. You can see she's about to make a very important point. Terrence Bradley used to be the divorce attorney for Nathan Wade. But what has come out after almost two hours of persistent questioning of Mr. Terrence Bradley is the following. Terrence Bradley has zero, and I want to emphasize zero, personal knowledge as to when any personal relationship between Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis began. Why is that important? Well, this is a zero, zero. Let's look is at some text messages. Well, they call her Fanny, as though she's French and it's spelled F A W N Y. Fanny, F A N I, seems to be what the appropriate pronunciation would be, especially in this context. What do you think? I mean, I think it's Fanny. I think it's Fanny also. I don't think she's sophisticated enough to go. No, she's Fonny. definitely not sophisticated to be Fawny Willis. She's definitely not petite enough to be fawn. No, no, she's got to be skinny and smoke cigarettes. That's like a that's like a white French chick that's called Fawny who smokes a lot of Marlboros. I'm sure you've had a lot of interactions with them in your younger days. There are a lot of interactions with a lot of people, Brad. I'm sure you have, Mr. President. So you heard you heard her say, move that. Where's the Hold on, I just found I just lost my pictures. Hold on a second. So I had all my text messages pulled up and then I guess I X'd them out. All the text messages that he exchanged with that lawyer were published. These these are the ones that are on the record. And here, select, open. Okay, that should work. All right, L let's look and see if, if that's an accurate takeaway when it comes to the text messages. 
These were revealed in court yesterday. Now, she says that Terrence Bradley did nothing to validate the claim that the relationship started before he hired, before she hired him. And these are in no particular order. I just, I just picked a few that I thought were the, the most relevant. It says, this is uh, Ashley Merchant. This is the lawyer of one of Trump's co-defendants. She's saying they just had a full-on relationship. It's insane. And Terrence Bradley's saying he went to help her move. I think he's referring to helping her daughter move. And she says, why would she hire him? To which Terrence Bradley says, yes, uh, like agreeing with him. And let's move to the next ones. Where's the, all right, here we go. We have another one here where the lawyer is asking about the trips. And Terrence Bradley says he didn't know about some of them. He says it doesn't surprise him, though, that they took many trips to Florida and Texas to California, talking about Fanny and Nathan. And then he tells her about how Fanny's daughter flunked out of FAMU, and that guy helped move her into FAMU. And then this lawyer is talking about filing the motion. So this entire chain of interactions, this Terrence Bradley guy who was on the stand yesterday, is helping her write the motion that was filed that led to the disqualification hearings. He even tells her to put him in the footnotes in some of the instances, and he's given her very detailed information that's included in all of it. Yet he gave no information whatsoever to validate what the claims are about Fannie and Nathan, apparently, and he was just gossiping. That's, that's what the news is. The news is saying that he was just gossiping with her. But when you read it, he was actually helping her create, formulate the actual filing. And I think he might have thought he was going to get laid, honestly, because a blonde with, with big old breasts. And there's a little bit of flirtation in some of these texts. But here she tells him that she's going to send him a draft of the filing the motion before she sends it so he can look over and he says happy hunting and he also talks about nathan wade's history of never prosecuting a felony here this is not this doesn't seem like casual gossip to me and then there's another person here so you see this sonia allen he's apparently nathan wade also had an affair with sonia allen which is another person who worked in cobb county and now i think works in the district attorney's office or with of Fannie Willis. He was banging Sonia Allen before Fannie Willis, right? And I, I speculated about this. I speculated that this guy was blowing his way through these fat black women to the top. Now, Sonia Allen is like 60 years old. I'll show you a picture of her right here. How'd this, you know that, Brad? How'd you figure that one out? Did you get your mystery team together? I got my, yeah, I got my Scooby squad together. And we figured it out. Here's Sonia Allen, the other other woman that she was banging, or that he was banging. Maybe she was too. I don't know. But you get you and Edmund piled up in a bus. Yeah, me and Edmund got in our our our, our van and we solved it. But you see this. This is the other woman that he was banging his way to the top with. This is this is what what what's going on here. This was pretty obvious to me in the beginning that this guy was plugging these women to help his career. And when you look at his wife, who's smoking hot, it's, it, it's even more clear that the only reason he, he's uh, sticking it in these chicks is to get a little bit of a, a bump in his career. And you got Ian dressed like that little nerdy girl. Ian dressed like the nerdy girl? 
Yeah, from uh, Scooby Doo. Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. No, Ian. Yeah, Ian dresses up as uh, Velma on, on our Scooby Squad. What What do you think? Would you take a run at Sonya Allen, Mr. President, if you were single? You know, I can't say that I would, but she does. She does have a very nice smile. Very nice smile. It's very. That's a way to look at the positive side of that. All right, let me show you a few more of these text messages. Then we'll go back to the uh, the clips. Gotta get rid of Sonya there. There's me. You're excused. All right, so here's some more of the text messages. Yeah, talking about Sonya Allen. And so here is Bradley saying that Fanny and Wade are going to deny everything. And that they're not going to attack her. They're just going to deny all of the claims against them, which they've obviously done. And all of this happened before these hearings, too. Now, here's Terrence Bradley texting the lawyer saying, do you know when she was elected, uh, he was on her executive team and he was part of all the interviews for people she hired. So Nathan Wade, before he was even appointed special prosecutor, was on the team that was hiring people to work on the case, which seems very odd. And he says they will still deny it. And the lawyer later asked, why not just pay Nathan. Wait, I'm shocked that she paid him so much. How, how did they think they wouldn't get caught? And he says arrogance. And that that's, seems pretty clear, the arrogance involved with Fannie Willis anyway. Yeah, so here he is saying he is telling her in a series of these text messages who she needs to subpoena. He tells her like 20 people from her drivers to her children to people who work in her office because she hired all those people who will go to those Divine Nine Black Illuminati schools. And he's telling her that the details on some of them, but he's telling her that they're all going to lie for her, as you see at the very bottom text down there. And then you come up to this one. Oh, how does Sonya feel? Okay, now they're, now they're talking about is Sonya's mad at Fannie Willis for banging... Nathan Wade. I think they I think they probably double team him if I had to guess. I think it's like a reverse Harvey Weinstein thing where he's the one who needs to be hashtag me too and in this situation. Although I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah, like. I feel really bad for the guy that's stuck in the middle of this thing. Stuck in the middle of that very, very thick sandwich. Talking about the apartments. All right, that's some more stuff about who he she should talk to. I thought I narrowed these down a little bit. Like, she needs to fire. Okay, so here's uh, Terrence Bradley saying she needs to fire Nathan, but she won't. And then he shares a link about Fannie Willis finally speaking about the allegations when she spoke at that church on Martin Luther King Day. And here's Terrence Bradley saying, I hated her pandering to the black church. He was good enough for the white Republicans in old Cobb County, but not good enough uh, for me. What's the difference? That burned me up. So he's pissed off that Fannie Willis was playing the race card like she claims she didn't do. This guy clearly doesn't like her. Uh, do you still think she's going to deny it? And this is, this is at the point where she starts, he says too many people saw the interactions for her to start denying. And he's been right. So everything he's, he predicted in these text messages happened. He was accurate on all of it thus far. And uh, there's a couple more here. All right. So, this, so, is, this is during the throuple. Yeah, this is during the thruple that was going on, I think. So you might, 
this is probably a different Chris Campbell, but the lawyer says, I'm subpoena, subpoenaing Chris Campbell and Nathan's office uh, stuff. I fear it would look suspicious if I did not subpoena you, but I plan on putting Nathan and Fanny on the stand and only have others uh, uh, under subpoena for backup. So he was giving her information, I guess on background, hoping not to be known as the source of this information. But he then says... I will be, I'm okay with it. And I think she's okay with being, he's okay with being subpoenaed is what I believe he's saying there. And then she says, it's my hope that they will do the right thing before this happens. Talking about Fanny and Nathan. And Terrence Bradley says, you are my friend and I trust you. They will not, they will not do the right thing is what he's saying. They are arrogant as F. She thinks she won the other day when she didn't have to be deposed. And I, I, that, that's in reference to, I guess they, yeah, they tried to do this one time before and they didn't require her to come in. It was the second time, I think the second motion that got her to come in. And uh, all right, it's moving up to this one. Okay, so this is the one everybody's been talking about. Do you think the relationship is what she's talking about started before she hired Nathan? To which Terrence Bradley says, absolutely. It started when she left the district attorney's office and was a judge in South Fulton, which was in 2019. And then, then he says they met at the municipal court CLE conference, which is, a, which is a continuing learning conference. And that the lawyer responds by saying, that's what I figured when he was married. And then she says, is this accurate? Upon information, uh, uh, Willis and Wade met while both serving at the magistrate uh, as magistrate judges and began a romantic relationship at that time. And Terrence corrects her because she's she's like filling out the filing right now. He corrects her, saying, "No, it was the m- municipal court where they met." And she says, "Thank you." But then he says, "But you can't put where they met because not many people know that. I might be the only one who knows that. Not even Chris Campbell." Does this sound like gossiping? To you, it sounds like somebody who's being very meticulous about correct facts to me. And what does Chris Campbell have to do with anything? Chris Campbell, I believe it's a different Chris Campbell, not the cinematographer you and I know. And I believe this is the last one here. Terrence Bradley then says, it's okay, add me to the footnote and add how much I made. And she says, I did, but I took you out. And he says, add it back. And then he reviewed everything. He says, it looks good. And then he tells her to look at campaign contributions because they donated, his office donated to her when she was running. Which, by the way, the judge on the case donated to Fannie Willis's district attorney campaign. A lot of conflict. Of, maybe that's what's really going on here is they're pointing attention to this to take attention away from the even bigger conflict of interest, which is the judge, which I've talked a whole lot about that. Uh, one more here. Any idea who I could get an affidavit from on the affair? And Bradley says, no, no one would freely burn that bridge. He says, Chris Campbell knows but won't admit it. So everybody's afraid of her is what I think. What's up, Harem? But now let's go back to the clips and see what, how the media reported these are the facts that are the uh, texts that are in evidence now. And let's see. We already heard the one chick say that he did nothing to show that Nathan Wade 
and Willis met before. Let's let's see how they continue to talk about it here. A continuation of an evidentiary hearing. And I can say this to you, Nicole, there is a word in Yiddish for Terrence Bradley, and that is Yenta. He is a gossip. He's a busybody. And as a Yenta, he has passed along idle gossip about a relationship between Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis. That is all. But go- it's just idle gossip. He's a Yenta. That sounds like a racist thing to me. Mr. President, are you familiar with this term, Yenta? I think you're you're muted. It's Yiddish, Brad. It's Yiddish. It's Yiddish. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's the- I'm familiar with the term Yenta. I'm familiar with a lot of Yiddish speak. I uh, I lived in New York City for years. Right. So you know a Yenta when you see one. Uh, do you think Terrence Bradley, judging by this text message, was just being a Yenta? I mean, it sounds pretty Yenta to me. Oh, does it? Is that right? You're on You're on a fanny side on this one. What's up, Aram? Gossip and innuendo do not make evidence, despite what the defense wants to happen in this case. So they leave out the fact that he was literally helping her fill out the, the filing for court, and they just call it gossip. What's up, Dee's Laughs? Terrence Bradley <laughs> and what does that mean? Dee's Laughs is in the chats. He says, throw in some uh, Jewy words for good measure, which that, that was uh, a little bit of what that was, the yenta. And now, now we go over to CNN, and we see how they characterize the, this, this whole hearing. Nick, ever come close to confirming any of the defense attorney's questions about a timeline for the relationship between Fonnie Willis and Wade? Not even close, Wolf. In fact, it appeared as though he was being deliberately evasive and elusive of the questions he was being asked. Take a listen. Do you recall me asking you, um, do you think it started before she hired him? And you said, absolutely. You recall that? I see that in a text message, yes. Do you also recall me asking you how they would react if they would attack me? And you said, no, they will deny it. That's written in there, yes. So, so well, it's just even about I don't understand what's happening. But what's happening here is that this is the hearing to throw Fannie Willis off of your case. She's the one who brought the case against you in Fulton County. And there is a hearing to disqualify her because she hired somebody she was banging who was unqualified and she's benefiting from him through the taxpayer dollars she's paying him that he then spent on a bunch of vacations for her. It's just a big conflict of interest and a misappropriation of public funds. And you know what it sounds like to me, Brad, which is, uh, which is, you know, something pretty common, which is corruption among the Democrats. Well, that's, that is a lot of what it is, but this guy who who's on camera speaking is the person in those text messages that was helping this woman who's speaking to him fill out the motion. So, He is not wanting to be upfront about text messages that he made a month ago. Those text messages were from a month ago. And he seems afraid of Fannie Willis and her team because he is not, he's not denying the text messages, but he has admitted. So he just admitted this here. CNN just said, was there any admission at all to the timeline. And the guy goes, none, absolutely none whatsoever. And then he rolls a clip of the guy literally acknowledging the text messages that do confirm the timeline. It, it, it's like 
saying there's no evidence that there are crop circles and cornfields in Iowa, as you can see in this video here. And then it cuts to a video of nothing but crop circles and cornfields in Iowa. They're saying one thing and then just showing people the opposite. It's two plus two equals three or five. It, the evidence means nothing to their audience because the people who present it to them tell them what to think. And I've seen this all over Twitter. People just regurgitating lies because they haven't read any of the text messages and they haven't watched any of the actual hearing. And it doesn't matter who they could put the literal devil up against Trump and they would defend the devil blindly because of how bad they hate Trump. It's such a easily manipulatable mass of people operating in this country right now. What's up? Frighten me. Frighten me says, I just saw a post about Fannie Willis Bluetooth ID. So the Bluetooth ID thing is not, that's not Fannie Willis's. That is from the case, the, the Rust case from Alec Baldwin. And it was the armorer. I can't remember her name, but the one who's also on trial for involuntary manslaughter, that is what the grip pussy Bluetooth phone name thing going around Twitter is from. It's not from Fannie Willis. I've had a couple people ask me that. It'd be funny if it was, but it's from the, uh, the Alec Baldwin case. So, all right, here's another clip here where they're talking about the credibility of this guy's testimony. First of all, listening to Bradley, do you think his testimony was credible? So I don't think it was credible. Wolf. Good evening to you. Uh, yeah. The reality, though, is credible or not credible. I just have I look, I know we're a reality TV obsessed world. I know that this is riveting and quite frankly, entertaining. But from a legal perspective, I do think that Fonnie Willis gave them an issue with respect to having this relationship, Wolf, and with regard to when it was and when it may have occurred. Uh, but I'm looking for the legal connection between the financial relationship that may or may not have been a benefit to Fonnie Willis. If this witness would have testified, and certainly we heard the clips, he doesn't know, he doesn't recall, and it was really strained credulity, as we say. I think he was incredible. But the reality is, is what is the connection? Does he have information with respect to a quid pro quo? quid pro quo that would have permitted the hiring of him so she could financially benefit? How specifically does he have knowledge as to a financial benefit? What does he know as it relates to monies that Fannie Willis might have gained as a result of the relationship? None of that was there. All right, so so all, all of this was talked about already. They, uh, they already talked about the financial benefit. What none of them talk about is the Harvey Weinstein angle of it. You bang me, I'll give you this position. Now, is that, is that qualifying for disqualification under Georgia law? Probably not. But the financial benefit has already been established. And she just said, I pay cash for my 15 grand cash I keep. So he didn't pay for all my vacations and all my Baconators, which is taxpayer money. So Mr. President, she's paying him $600,000 so far of taxpayer money, which he is then turning around and spending on her. So that's the, the financial scheme and the conflict of interest that is alleged here for disqualification. And this woman speaks on it again. Look, I agree with what Joey is saying. It's very strange to me why none of the testimony, either on the first day of the hearing or this day today of the hearing, focused on a financial conflict but of they interest did. and things like, 
How did you decide to hire him? What was the process? Was he vetted? Who discussed the amount of money you were going to pay him? When he submitted his hourly invoices, was somebody looking at those invoices and was there quality controls in place or whatever it was, there could have been a whole line of questioning that established a potential financial conflict of interest, regardless of when a relationship started between Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade. That is sort of beside the point. No, it's not. And so the question really is going to be exactly the way Joey described it, which is, can they establish that there is a disqualifying financial conflict of interest? And I don't think that has been done on either day. Today was just another trying to pin down whether whether, whether this lawyer was was hearing gossip or or suggest making his own suppositions about when the relationships started. But he says he had no personal knowledge himself of when the relationship began or even that's, what a definition of a relationship is. That's not true. Those text messages say otherwise, and he didn't deny those text messages. And he said that the information about when the relationship started, came from Nathan Wade himself, the actual person involved. Yet they ignore all that, and they talked about the financial stuff in the first hearing. They established the financial stuff. And the reason they're looking at the timeline isn't just to get them on perjury, which would also be enough, but it's to establish a pattern of behavior. So if Fannie Willis is hiding when the relationship started, then she's also hiding the money that is being spent on her that she paid through taxpayer dollars. These people, they either haven't watched it or they're willfully lying. And I think that's all we need to cover on that. It's just absurd how they tell their viewers the opposite of reality. And I've seen people, even libertarians, a few, regurgitating verbatim the MSNBC, CNN talking point. It was just gossip. It's not just gossip. So, Mr. President, are you ready to, to see how your opponent did on late night with Seth Myers? Oh, yeah. Let's see it. Let's see how it is. Yeah. Here, here we go. Right here. Thank you for, for watching and hanging out, these laughs. He says, thank you for turning this nonsense into top-notch entertainment. Well, we, we, we got we to we laugh at it. We'll all go crazy, I think. Now, Biden doesn't make a lot of appearances. And... Stephen Colbert was very jealous that he's not the one who got this exclusive. But I feel like they chose Seth Meyers because maybe he's the best at just handling Biden. Because it's like Biden was doing his best weekend at Bernie's impersonation with Seth Meyers controlling, uh, driving the car the whole time. Here is his, President Biden's entrance, which I, I think you'll appreciate. Or maybe, like, I want you to watch this and tell me how you would have liked to have been uh, introed on a show like this. Hey, Mr. President. Wow. We didn't do a strut. Do what? We didn't do a strut. Where's the strut? Oh, you, you keep watching. Keep watching. There it is. <laughs> you called it. Had to, try. Had to do the try. Had to show how energetic he is. Now, pay attention in these clips at how he creepily looks at Amy Poehler. His diaper is for. 
Now, I, did he say, hey, buddy, to the whole crowd? Or, or did he say, everybody? It sounded like he said, hey, buddy. I couldn't tell. All right, so that was his intro. How would you have liked to have been brought out? You know, I would have loved to have come out and trotted out there, sniffed Amy Fowler. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot where I was. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh... Maybe not know which way to get off the stage by the end of it, and certainly not be able to speak an entire sentence. Well, he he accomplishes most of those throughout this interview, and he looks like he is using everything in his power to hold himself back from sniffing Amy Poehler. In fact, she wasn't out there for his second part of the segment. They must have said, get the hell out of here before he loses it and starts sniffing the hell out of you. Because it... Sniffing everybody, the audience... Everyone. Everyone. He, yeah. he wants to smell everybody, and he's like a, a rabid dog. Uh, but now he, he he gets so the whole thing is scripted, and Seth Myers is giving him prompts to let him know which way it's supposed to go, and he's trying to set Biden up for jokes. And you can see Biden here does an awkward delivery of his first line right before Seth Myers sets him up for his first joke to show how mentally sharp he is. Welcome back, Mr. President. It's good to be back. Why haven't you invited me earlier? Well, did, did you, wasn't that a little awkward? It's good, it's good to be back. Why didn't you invite me earlier? Just listen to this delivery there. Look at the expression on his face. It's good to be back. Why didn't you invite me earlier? Back, Mr. President. It's good to be back. Why haven't you invited me earlier? Well, you know, you were a busy guy. Did you think when you were here uh, in 2014, this show would make it 10 years? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wants to smell her. We appreciate, we appreciate the honesty, you know? <laughs> so that was the setup for the first joke there. Make him, he's, you know, he's a fun guy. He wanted to smell Amy. Uh, voice. He's got a very high-pitched voice. He does. Not a, I don't really know what kind of comedy Seth Meyers does. I've never seen any comedy come out of this show. He wasn't bad on SNL, but his late-night show is, is very bad. Now, you can see in this next clip, you can see Meyers. No way. Now, yeah, I think he, yeah, he's Joe. Oh, no, he sets Joe up to talk about infrastructure. And they're trying to make it seem like a natural conversation, but it's it's just like Seth Meyers trying to lead him into talking points, which Biden doesn't always get the hint. 2014, you had just called LaGuardia a third world airport, and you had had to fly into LaGuardia to come to this show. And the only reason I bring it up is LaGuardia, much to the chagrin of late night comics like myself, is a beautiful airport now. It's a beautiful <laughs> airport. No, so Biden shook his fist there because he did that, right? And listen, to so Myers is going to put the word infrastructure in the middle of the sentence because it's a signal to Biden for, it's for Biden to go into a script. And it really does speak to what infrastructure spending could do. Sometimes it takes a long time, but it's really worth it. Have you been to LaGuardia recently? I have, but it didn't take me a hell of a long time. Yeah. The last guy had, he had infrastructure week every week. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we actually got it done. How can you? So that was supposed to be a laugh line. He had infrastructure week. Every week is a joke Biden's been telling since he became president. Talking about you having infrastructure week, obviously. What do you think I mean, of his delivery? I don't I don't need to write my jokes, Brad. I'm just right You're off, off the, the cuff. cuff. 
right You're off the cuff. cuff. Yeah, yeah. Just look at this poor delivery here. As, as Seth set him up, and he could not deliver. This guy had he had infrastructure week every week. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we actually got it done. How can you be the leading the only country other person in the world laughing with is Amy? I know Amy Poehler's the only one laughing. <laughs> You're right. Number thirteen in terms of infrastructure. It's not, not good. Not possible. Yeah. Not possible. So nobody knows what the hell he's talking about. How can how can be the best country in the world and rank thirteen? Nobody knows what he's talking about. And so Seth, in this next clip, is Joe is going to jump the gun a little bit on he wants to talk about all the stuff he's done, and Seth is going to redirect them because it's not time to do that. They have another joke planned for the for the president, a dark Brandon joke. I think that's what this clip is. But that's not the only thing we're doing. You're getting a lot of things changed. You got a lot of things changed, and I want to ask about that, but there's something that I've been very... It just speaks to the era we live in now. There's a dark Brandon conspiracy meme, and uh, this is something that you seem uh, to have a lot of fun with. You've co-opted. You've co-opted dark Brandon. This is a, a yard sign, and uh, do you enjoy playing around with the dark brand uh, uh, meme? No, I resent the hell out of it. Okay. Okay. Let's start branding here, Mr. President. He's trying to touch Amy Poehler now. <laughs> now, I, what, my favorite one recently is there are 18% of Americans, according to recent polling, have um, believed that you and Taylor Swift are actually uh, working in cahoots. <laughs> and after the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, uh, you, uh, you posted this on social media and wrote, you wrote, just like we drew it up. Now, can you, I have you on the hotspot here. Can you confirm or deny that there is an active conspiracy between you and Ms. Swift? Where are you getting this information? It's classified. It's classified information? Classified you won't information. share it with us? I'm not but I will tell you, she did endorse me in 2020. She did. I bet you might, you might be wondering. Yeah. Might be wondering. You think it might come around again? I told you it's classified. <laughs> it's classified. Are you familiar with the dark Brandon meme, Mr. President? I mean, I've seen it. I don't understand. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, I think it's because they, they don't think that he's capable of being evil and him being evil is so ridiculous. Right, they so think it's ridiculous. Brandon because that's what the conservatives think. Yeah. Right, yeah, the, the let's go Brandon thing. with the, with the lasers coming out of his fingertips. Yeah, they say that it's Dark Brandon because he's so... I mean, that for me, I'm like, I think that's maybe the only reason they haven't replaced Biden is because he's so frail and he seems so out of it. Yeah, but then they forget that Dark Brandon also, uh, you know, constantly is selling Second Amendmenters that he's going to use F-18s on it, so... Right. So you can get away with doing crazy stuff when everybody thinks you're senile. It's like a mob boss who used to pretend to be senile. I can't remember the, the guy's know, they name. They say I'm a mob boss. Robert De Niro recently said that I, he, you know, F him, F him. He kept saying it over and over again. F that guy. F that guy. Punch him in the face. You know, and, uh, you know, Robert was a, he's a very talented actor. He should stick to what he knows. Right. It's frightened me. Is his campaign slogan really Let's Go Brandon? Because I, I, that would be, I mean, it would make sense if they did that because they, they are trying to co-opt the Let's Go Brandon uh, a chance. 
but what did you think of his performance there? It, it just it seems like they're really pulling, like you know, really trying to pull something out of him here. But he he's just such an old old man. I feel like we're sitting inside of a nursing home right now talking to Grandpa. What do you think? You know, uh, he, he, uh, he, he doesn't know where he is half the time. They gotta, they gotta spritz him with his cocaine eye drops in the morning, just like Hitler. <laughs> I think they should have given him some more cocaine eye drops before this appearance. Yeah. So, it frightened me. Says that that is his can one of his campaign slogans. Uh, let's go, Brandon. If so, that's uh, touche on that. Not that he did it, but I don't. Have you checked out Biden's TikTok page? He started a TikTok page recently. Oh, he started a TikTok page. But yeah, if I doing... go on Twitter, the world's gonna end. Right, but he's 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 on, he's supporting China by going on TikTok. Yeah, Dark Brandon does suck for sure. So here's Seth is just setting Biden up for straight up talking points. Like, this whole thing is they try and convey spontaneity. But the entire audience is controlled by the stage producers, and Biden is controlled by Amy Poehler and Seth Meyers, and it's just Wait, rolling them out here. Say that Biden is controlled by Amy Poehler and Seth Meyers. In this, in this, in this moment, he is. Yeah, they. I think they gave Seth Meyers the interview because he's the best at handling him. Oh, gotcha. I see. Why do you continue to be optimistic about? This nation, despite everything that's happened in recent years. Look, I tell every world leader, and I mean this sincerely. It means never sincerely. underestimate the ability of the American people. There's nothing beyond our capacity. Nothing. Think about it. Every single crisis we've ever, ever, ever been in, we've come out stronger than we went in. Everyone. And folks, it's because of you, not because of your leaders, because of you, really and truly. Really and truly. The American people are incredible. This is talking. We're the best, you know, I, I've told, I asked, I was asked by Xi Jinping, uh, about what, when I was in the Tibetan mountains with him. I didn't realize he went to the Tibetan mountains with Xi Jinping. Did you know I that? I didn't know that he went to the Tibetan mountains either. <laughs> what did they do there, I wonder? And he said, can you define America for me? I said, yeah, one word. They, picked, they picked exotic flowers. Together. <laughs> right, they had, they humped all night. America believes anything is possible. By the way, by the way, People step up. People here step Steep up. It. And look what's happened. We got the best economy in the world now. We got a long way to go, but the best in the world now. And we're going to get it better. I, I, I bought a pizza today, two pizzas, medium. It was like $40. I can't go to the grocery store without paying like a $90 entry fee. It's the best economy, though. We're doing a great job. Do you agree with the economy being great right now? Oh, yeah. Well, it's a 6.8. Uh, 6.8. It's only an inch. It's only an inch. Yeah, right. If everything costs oh, more, then it doesn't matter if you know. I went to uh, I went to Hardee's. You know, you gotta have that uh, Frisco burger every now and then. Right. You yeah. Know, uh, at, at Hardee's, one value meal at Hardee's, one Frisco burger, French fries, and a drink cost fourteen dollars. It's unbelievable. Fourteen dollars, and I said, "This is Biden's America, right here." There was somebody who did a report where they ordered like a ha some sort of Happy Meal or something and a couple other things from McDonald's, and their total was like $18, and he was just baffled by it because he used to be like, he used to have a dollar menu. Not anymore. I, I ordered Panera, 
which I hadn't hadn't got Panera in a long time. I had Panera recently too, Brad. Uh, and I got this bowl. It was like a teriyaki Did you do the bread bowl. No, I didn't do the bread bowl. Those are pretty good. But it was just like a teriyaki uh, rice and and beef. I, it was new, but it looked good. And it was eighteen dollars. And I was expecting it to be huge, but it was like the size of a side salad. It's crazy. But the economy's doing great. Unemployment is the lowest ever. Does anybody believe that who's not filthy fucking rich? Excuse my language. But to, to think the economy is great, <laughs> you have to be rich and not really be affected by money. It's only up an inch, 6.8. It's only up an inch. That's what he kept saying. Yeah, uh, D's last says, almost said D's nuts. D's last says, I hear groceries are crazy up in Toronto, Canada, too. It's, 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 all right. So, what, what is he talking about here? Oh, here he's, uh, he, he challenges Biden about his age here. This is a, the second segment. Amy Poehler is gone now, probably showering the stench off of her from sitting that close to a Biden. Mentioned some classified materials, some uh, documents recently leaked, some classified documents. And this isn't a gotcha show, but I do want to ask about oh, it. It says not. you are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? This yeah. isn't a gotcha show. That's classified. That's classified. It's not. Yeah, imagine. It's not a gotcha show. Watch Bi- so Biden tries to bring the classified joke back here. They already did the classified jokes. He tried to bring it back again, and, and Myers is like, no, no, let's, let, let's move on. We've done the classified joke here. We've already done it. Ask about it. That says you are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? Yeah. That's classified. That's classified. All jokes yeah. aside, according to recent polling, <laughs> this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern? The going documents. The class- he doesn't ask about the classified documents. You would think he would. He doesn't. Forward as you come up to the 2024 election. What? what yeah, I, I thought he was going to be asking about this as well, but he doesn't go to recent way. polling. This is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 about his age. Well, a couple things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't remember his wife's name. Yeah. Is that true? What's your wife's name? I couldn't even understand what he said. It sounded like he said, well, he's a He's a He's a Yeah, and everybody laughed when he said it, too. They're like, ha, ha, ha. He said that you can't even remember. He said, the other guy's about as old as me, can he? and he can't even remember his wife's name. Uh, you know, I can't remember that Biden played Mushmouth on the Cosby Show. No, did he play? Is that a, that was a character on the Cosby Show? Mushmouth. Mushmouth. He could have played. Yabba dabba do. He might as well be saying that. Frighten me says he's too senile to be prosecuted for mishandling classified documents. Right. Exactly. But what a nice joke, clown world. And <laughs> Seth Meyers omits all of the uh, all of that information, but here he continues being nonsensical. Yeah. And, and so these are stage producers who are telling these people to do this. These aren't people who are like, oh, well, so funny. To make Biden look like a human, Brad. He's not a human. He's a politician. And if you watch Seth, I watched this interview a couple of times. If you just watch how hard Seth Meyers is working, like you see, Seth Meyers is not even facing the crowd. Usually the host looks, you know, at the guest, at the crowd, at the guest. He is just side, like 90 degree angle looking at Biden trying to make this thing work. Number one. Number two. 
It's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on... I I'm going to pause it, and I I I'm going to tell you, I'm going to play that again, because I want you to look, after the applause, look at Seth Meyers, look at his face. Watch him blink. He looks annoyed to me. Maybe I'm misreading it, but just look at his reaction. And, uh... <laughs> it's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American positions. And, um, and I really mean Speech this sincerely. The, uh, I think it's about, about the future. It's just and an old guy with a speech impediment. That's all he is. <laughs> You're right. Every single thing we've done, I think we've got some good things done. Everything, and we, they told us we couldn't get them done because things were so divided. And, uh, but I think everything, everything we've gotten done, he's just friendly stated he wants to do away with if he gets elected. And I really think his views on where to take America are older than, anyway, I don't want to get going. That's, so that's what he does. He did that like three times. He does that. Anyway, I don't even want to get into it. And that's like a laugh line. That It seems like he pre-plans those when he, or he just uses them whenever he doesn't, well, he can't remember. He forgets what he's going to say. Yeah. Uh, Gordon says the economy's doing great if you're an illegal immigrant getting a free 10K debit card. Yeah, that, that would be nice. So what is your hey, impression? Well, if you go on YouTube, you can get a 6300 uh uh, government invoice or whatever from the people on YouTube, you know, with their deep fakes. What's going on with the deep fakes on YouTube? The government stipend, the rock will come on, or you'll hear me, or Biden, or Obama. Oh, those, they'll play one of the, the deep fakes. Gas pump. Yeah, right. And then people are getting paid money for for this? Yeah, you call a number, you get a $6,300 uh, check from the government. I'm not familiar with this. I'll have to look into this. Is that if you have been in, in deep faked? It's every single YouTube ad, really. I haven't seen those. Yeah, I'll have to check those out. I don't ever watch the YouTube ads. I think I, I have the subscription, so I, I get to skip most of them. Although I shouldn't. But YouTube, it's so annoying with, with, with their ads. Yeah, no, I haven't seen those. I'll have to check it out. It, what they are making, they are doing a lot of legislation around deep fakes. I know in Georgia, they're trying to create laws that makes it illegal to, to I mean, I, I, I don't know what criminally or civilly, I'm not exactly sure the details of it yet, but that that's, there's no doubt that there are going to be people who say that deep fakes are why you stole the election in 2024. I mean, that's, they're, they're already going to blame Russia. So what they're going to do for 2024 is they're going to do everything they said that you did in 2020. They're going to say the machines were vulnerable to hacking and Russia hacked them and they made deep fakes. They did all these things to support you, even though Vladimir Putin said he preferred Joe Biden. But it's going to be really wild when they do the very thing that they did in 2016 that they said was insurrection in 2020. They're just they, they think people are stupid, but it's coming the same like the 2016 playbook is coming back. So I think Biden. Well, there's a lot coming, Brad. There's a lot coming. I'll tell you. Like the storm. Are you talking about the storm? It's going to come all over them. 
right. Yes, it's gonna storm's gonna come all over their faces. Now, this is my favorite part of this interview. Biden is asked about his 2024 agenda. Pay close attention to his answer here. What do you would you want to do? What's your 2024 agenda? Because I feel like we live in such crazy times that that is one of the things I feel we hear less about. Look, the 2020 agenda is to finish the job. <laughs> Nobody corrects them. <laughs> Nobody. He says the 2020 agenda is to finish the job. Nobody corrects them. He just goes on. And he just uh, rambles a bunch of talking points. Uh, Frighten Me says, just thought of this, but Charlie Robinson said he would go on OBDM on Saturday. Uh, I'd love to see you collab. If not, I, I've been on Charlie's show before back at the, I think it was towards the end of the year, and I uh, had a lot of fun on his show. I know he's doing, I think he's doing a daily show uh, now, and uh, it's cool. Yeah, I always enjoy getting to talk to Charlie. And let's see here. He's asked about, oh, he's asked about the border. Here and he blames you, Mr. President. You said you talked about the border didn't pass. Well, guess what? We're going to pass that border. It's overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly supported by Republicans and Democrats in the House and Senate. But because I don't know this for a fact, but I was told that Trump was picking up the phone, calling the Speaker of the House, saying, "Don't let it pass." Why? Not because he doesn't think it's good, because it will benefit Biden. So. What I found interesting there, I don't know if you said that or not, Mr. President. I, I, don't, I don't recall, as everybody testifying in the Fannie Willis hearing would say. But the fact that President Biden premised it with, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm going to say it anyway as though it's fact, it, it, it seems a bit callous to me, a bit irresponsible to go on demonizing somebody based on what you just admitted you don't even know whether or not it's true. And I think this is called stovepiping. What he characterized here is he was just told this. And he's just told all the information he gets. Biden's not sitting down doing research and reading documents. People are telling him things that they want him to think are true, and he is accepting what they say is true without, without probably an ounce of question because he's not there to question things. He's there to propagate an agenda and that clip subtly, I, I think, embodies that this man is doing no thinking and nor does he care to do any thinking. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on him blaming you for the border legislation not getting passed? I mean, come on, Brad. The guy, uh, the guy all he does is blame me. All, for, all, for everything. All of them do is blame me when they're the ones who've been just leeching off of of our people, our, our our American people and taxpayers for for you know 50, 60, 70, 80 years now. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I saw I, I I saw you talking about Biden saying that he would take you behind a shed the other day and that he would beat you up, and you responded by by saying that you would just you yeah, blow. just blow him over like, he, like right. he like he built a pig house made out of uh, made out of pine straw. Made out of pine straw, exactly. Maybe I can pull that clip up uh, before before we leave. Yeah, I used to do uh, well, union. To touch him. Yeah, right. I, I used to do union of the uh, of the uh, unwanted 
uh, every now and then. I haven't done it in a while. I should get back to it. It is, it is a packed panel, frighten me, but it is uh, definitely an interesting. You know, show. I, I wonder how many of uh, I wonder how many of your uh, your 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 loyal followers are gamers. I don't know. Is anybody a gamer here who who watches or listens to the show? I think we have a few who game. Nate G says. I don't know. Corn pop's a bad dude. Are you saying you don't know if corn pop is a bad dude or corn pop is a bad dude? Uh, Nate G. May, I, I'm convinced corn pop might might have been no, just abused by <laughs> Joe Biden. Pretty bad dude. I, I'm starting to think that Joe Biden just used to whip corn pop with a chain for no reason. I mean, that's what I think. I mean, you know, you got this old white guy who beats black guys up with chains. <laughs> right, and brags about it. He brags his... <laughs> about it. He created the crime bill. The guy's a monster. He, he brags about it to black people. Yeah, He's trying to win. You're, not, you're not black if you don't vote for me. And that's, and that's kind of crazy. You're I was not black wa- if you don't vote for me, and if you don't, I'll take you around back, and I'll beat you with a chain. Right. I was watching this this video of this preacher, this black preacher talking about the black Illuminati, like from like 10 years ago, it was really interesting, but he, he was saying that you don't need to trust Democrats. He was telling the black congregation and he's saying, y'all don't need to trust Democrats because if y'all don't do what they say, y'all ain't black. I mean, it was like exactly what Joe Biden said last year, a couple of years ago. And this guy was talking about the Democrats doing this 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh, man. I mean, I know that they've done that. And Republicans, too, I'm sure. I mean, it switches back and forth. I don't even think most people who identify as a certain party are necessarily that party. I think politicians... In a lot of cases, Democrats that created the Ku Klux Klan. That's true. I think a lot of politicians choose the party that they think they can win the most votes in based on their personality. And they run as that. Not all of them. But I just found it to be interesting how on point that guy was years and years ago. And who did Biden run with some bad boys? Or did corn pop? Gordon says Justin justice for corn pop. <laughs> that used so Trump should sell justice for corn pop shirts. That's great. Get in on that with a simply rude t-shirt. That would be hilarious right there. Totally. Get Velma doing that. Yeah, get Velma. Ian Velma. <laughs> All right, two more clips here. This is Biden talking about Ukraine aid. You can't get aid for Ukraine passed. And it seemed like for a long time, the American people agreed that Russia was the threat. And all of a sudden now you see a Republican Party that is basically refusing to aid Ukraine in their fight against. Seems like Donald Trump is saying Russia can do whatever they want to NATO countries. Are you shocked? That's what he is saying. He's been saying it all along. He's been saying it when he ran the last time. Look. The idea that any American, think about this. If I told you all there was going to be an American president who said, uh, Putin, Putin, come do whatever you want in, uh, to, to NATO. If they don't, if the other guys on our team don't pay up every single cent they promise to pay for it. I mean, what are we talking about here? What in God's name? How, the idea that the president of the United States is inviting Vladimir Putin to invade <laughs> Eastern, uh, Western countries. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Did. Absolutely bizarre. That's his argument. It's bizarre. So we go from Republicans don't want to keep giving uh, taxpayer money to Ukraine 
to it's bizarre that Trump is inviting Putin to invade either Western or Eastern countries, depending on which interpretation uh, you, you take of that. And, and the blanket assumption is that Putin is just evil, so we should just blindly give all of our taxpayer money and let you know grocery and gas prices skyrocket. It, it, it's no resistance, no questioning that. Seth Meyers there just to set that up on a tee. Do you have any thoughts on that, Mr. President? I mean, then uh, this Seth Meyers show, this Biden, they're, they're both so boring. Right. Yeah. It's this isn't comedy at all. They tried to make it comedy, but it's not. You know, I I wonder if uh, I wonder if they just you know what what if they just let us wrestle and see what happens. I would love to see you guys wrestle personally, and. Gordon says, if you don't fund Ukraine, you ain't black. I think that's a... (laughs) (laughs) Have fun standing with Ukraine. Yeah, you ain't black. And Denver on Rockfin says that he likes some games. And uh, he's a big fan, a software fan, from Soul Series, Bloodborne, Sekiro. I think you used to play that, didn't you? Elden Ring. I know some people who played that. I know our friend Ridgeway plays that. Elden Ring, that game is impossible. All you do is die over and over again and get beat by child molesters. I can't, I can't, child molesters? Yeah, there's by Joe Biden? giant child molesters. That's crazy if Joe Biden is beating people on, on uh, Elden yeah, Ring. Yeah, he's sniffing everybody in Elden Ring. Yeah, that should be a, a villain character where if Joe Biden sniffs you, you die on a video game, so you have to get away from him like Amy Poehler did. All right, last clip here. Biden is talking about dictators, and of course he's referring to you and uh, January Insurrectionist. Having dealt with dictators, what do you see in a world where democracy is actually at risk in a way it might be in this election? The first thing they do, dictators do, is they disregard whatever the rule of law is. They just disregard it. Here's the guy who says he wants to, he thinks he can change the Constitution and ignore it. Just ignore portions of the Constitution. Here's the guy who talks about retribution. Here's the guy. Look, you have the guys, the thousands of people who stormed the Capitol. Stormed the Capitol. Stormed it. They're insurrectionists. Insurrectionists. Two cops died. Other people were badly here. All right, so that's not true. That Two cops did not die. That's He's not lying. true. I know. Only one <laughs> person died. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ashley Babbitt. But so what, is he just allowed to go out in public and lie about this? This is what I'm saying. He's just lying. And so nobody intervenes. Nobody, nobody makes a peep. Everybody just listens while he lies. And, and he lies about this at Democrat campaign donation speeches. He goes around lying about this all the time. He ran for uh, president. This is what he said. Because of Charlottesville and because of President Trump, of you, Mr. President, saying that the neo-Nazis were good people, good people on both sides, which you never said, which was completely fabricated. And there's actually a few people who used to propagate that lie who have come out and said the media lied and manipulated people. That's not actually what he said. But that was the basis of Biden's entire presidential run the first time. And he has said again that it's part of why he's running again. It's all based on nothing but lies. But people who get so satisfied by the feeling of confirmation bias and they are so averse to feeling any cognitive dissonance that might change their worldview and enlighten them because the truth is on the other side of cognitive dissonance sometimes. 
and it causes a physical pain in our brain. Like, like it's, it feels so, so good to have what we believe confirmed. And, and the media and Biden just play to that good, sweet feeling and that avoidance. And people just believe these lies. I mean, this is a blatant lie and nobody calls them on it. It's unbelievable. And what did he say? They got convicted. Let's hear it again. Just ignore portion of the Constitution. Here's the guy who talks about retribution. Here's the guy. Look, you have the guys, the thousands of people. Thousands of people. Storm the Capitol. Storm the Capitol. They're insurrectionists. Two cops died. Other people were badly here. It's a lie. And what did he say? They got convicted and or they pled guilty. And he said they're patriots. Yeah, so patriots. He's just allowed and to he says he's going to work. Yeah, so he he's trying to make it sound like you called people who killed cops patriots, and, and here he's here he's about to tell another lie about you. Forgiving them all, he's gonna you're gonna every one of them is gonna be released. So he says that you're gonna pardon everybody from January 6th, which President Trump has not said he's gonna do that. President Trump has said that he you would have to look at it because some people did do illegal things. They did break the law. Yeah, they're Others... going to burn the, the FBI agent. <laughs> right. The whole thing up. Yeah, but Bi- this is the talking point, though. And, and Biden is, so p- people will be like, no, that's not a t-. I'm like, no, it does. It's not Biden that comes up with the talking points, but a lot of these talking points, they come from the literal top down. Biden spreading them, the media, the corporations, and taking them on. I mean, these are blatant lies he's telling, and nobody is interrupting him or challenging him on them. What is, I mean, that, that, that's what happens in Eastern European countries. And he's playing with his tie like an old man who doesn't know where he is right now. And, and he makes that reference to Eastern and European. It's just so, this is just a propaganda engine. I'm sure Seth Meyers, when he started comedy, maybe he wanted to do comedy. I wonder, I mean, did he start comedy saying, I'm trying to do comedy so I can become a vehicle for state propaganda? Is that what he envisioned when he started his career? Did he say? I don't think so. They got convicted? When when he started his career, wasn't he one of the teachers at the Upright Citizens Brigade? I don't know. I'm not sure. He was was pretty funny on SNL, but he lost all of that when he started doing his late night show. And or they pled guilty, and he said they're patriots. That's what happens when yes. you sell your soul. I guess so. Look at his face there. Look at the expression. <laughs> patriots, and he says he's going to forgive them all. He's going to. You're going to. Every one of them is going to be released. What is? I mean, that that that's what happens he's, in Eastern European countries. That's not what happens in America. So that's that's what happens in Eastern European. Countries, yeah, no, he's not. Seth Meyers has never been funny on late night. He he wasn't bad on. He wasn't the main guy on SNL, but he wasn't bad. He played a good straight man on SNL. Somebody, I think Lucy Lacey Lou asked about has Ukraine thrown in the towel yet? Well, the thing about Ukraine is, we we are committed to completely destroying their infrastructure. Like if you wanted. Ukraine to defeat Russia, you would give them all of the weapons they needed right off the bat. But what we've been doing is 
giving them enough money and enough weapons just to continue to stick around, you know, to, to, I mean, they're not, they're not going to win in reality. We would need to really help them to win, but we, we allow them to continue this war of attrition because we want their entire infrastructure to be totally just, you know, into rubbles because Ukraine back in 2019, I think it was, and I believe it was Zelensky that, that said it committed to being the world's first totally e-government. Everything operated through your cell phone. And they have this app called DIA, which the U.S. aide, Samantha Powers, leads that. She goes around propagating this all the time. She's the wife of Cass Sunstein, or Sustein, which is Obama's former propaganda in chief, who wrote a 30-page document on why, basically why conspiracy theorists should be demonized when Obama was in office. This is his wife. She goes around talking about how everybody needs to be on this DIA app, which is called a state in your cell phone. So all of your relevant documents, your phone, you pay, you don't, you don't have anything physical on you. No license, no checks, no ATM card, nothing. It's all on your smartphone. And she talks about how the silver lining of this war is that it's expedited the development of this e-government and it's gotten over half of the Ukrainian population on this DIA app. And this is as of a few months ago, it's probably more right now. And she says the success of this app has been so wild that they're already exporting it and they're trying the same thing, I think in India maybe, but this is what they want to spread around the world. And Ukraine is a test study for this e-digital government. And to make it work effectively, we have to destroy the old analog infrastructure and rebuild the smart infrastructure. I think that's why they continue the war of attrition. One of the many, many reasons why anyway. And I can tell you from the AT&T outage that happened last week, if your entire, everything you depend to live on is on your smartphone and your cellular network goes out, boy, are you screwed? You're in complete control or you're under the thumb completely of the government. And those who are pulling the strings in situations like that, it's something I would never want to, to go in on. Uh, Mr. President, just any, any thoughts on Biden's performance, his agility, his, his vi- virality, whatever? What did you think? Do you feel like he is going to be a fierce competitor for you? I mean, I don't think he's going I, I to be the competitor at the end. I think they're going to pull the old switcheroo. They're going to bring in Big Mike. <laughs> Do you really think they're going to bring in Big Mike? <laughs> I think they're bringing in Big Mike. Yeah. Well, uh, so I have kind of been throwing around this idea. I'll see what you think about it. Thank you, uh, Sam, on uh, on Rumble. So thank you, Brad, and, and President Trump for a good show. We we appreciate it. And thank you for the, the $2 tip. Much appreciated. You know, they should come watch uh, They should come watch you and I play Helldiver sometime on Twitch. On Twitch. Yeah, we're going to start. I, I have it. I have. I've heard a rumor that the former president, maybe the next president, might be, might become a, a gamer, and I, I'm excited to see that happen. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, uh, Brad, you should get that Helldivers game. We get to start with that. There's a lot of good patriotism there. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I'll definitely get it. Sam says that Biden looks like he's stoned, slag jawed, having such a hard time speaking. Looks like his handlers didn't make sure. He even, I agree. I like, I, I think that that, I think that they trust Seth Myers to just, I don't, I don't know. They had to get him out there. They had to bring him out sometimes 
to to make him look alive a, a little bit, I, I guess. I, I I don't know, but what was I what was I going to ask you about? What do you remember? What I was about to ask you about, Mr. President? I had a question for you. No. <laughs> so what was it? Let's read the comments here. Maybe it'll come back to me. Denver says we needed to uh, more self yeah self defeating state talking about. I think talking about Ukraine. I'm behind on the comments. I don't need to jump in. Uh, Yanni says SNL is lame. Did you guys watch SNL with, what's the guy's name? The comedian who got fired, who's a funny guy. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's funny. I, I, thought he did a, I thought he did a pretty good job. It was a better SNL than usual, but still it was SNL. It wasn't like, which is weird because SNL used to be funny. He used to be a fan of SNL, didn't he? Shane Gillis, right. Yeah, Shane Gillis. I thought he did a good job. I thought there were a couple funny sketches, which clearly he wrote. <laughs> but I still, I thought the cold opening was just awful. It's weird. It's like they can't help themselves. They'll probably get fired if they did anything otherwise. What, what are your thoughts on SNL, Mr. President? Do you ever tune in? I mean, I thought it was funny, you know, uh, when, they, when they used to make fun of both sides. Now it's just a bias on one side of the guy that the guy who plays me doesn't even have enough meat on his bones, you know. Yeah, he's like anorexic. Had a little bit of meat on his bones. Yeah, he's anorexic Trump. It's weird. So, uh, yeah. but you know, I like that. Uh, I like that Trey Parker and that Matt Stone. You know, they uh, they like they say they make fun of Democrats because nobody else does. Yeah, yeah. I wish they would come out with more episodes or seasons but i guess that's how tv works these days i'm glad they continue to do it anyway so let's go through one more story and then and then we'll get and then they can join us on twitch brad you can they can, if, yeah they can join us on on that's twitch for sure uh, lacy lou says denver you got the purpose of the money laundering and we've always been at war with eurasia yeah it is a lot of money laundering it really i mean a lot of the money we give to ukraine goes back to the the mil- the weapons developers over here, which I think they're going to rope that same model, the military industrial complex model. I think they're going to apply the same thing when it comes to cyber uh, cybersecurity. Is we have all these threats of cybersecurity, and we we've already seen it in Fulton County, which just pledged ten million dollars that they're Fulton County, who is still being held hostage by this cybersecurity or this uh, cybersecurity or cyber hacking group that the FBI put out like a $10 million fee for any information leading to the capture of for the entire month. Fulton County has been held hostage. The place that has the most consequential trial in American history, your trial, Mr. President, they're they're not even charging themselves. And they, they just took $10,000 or $10 million, excuse me, of taxpayer money and dedicated it to, fixing their cybersecurity infrastructure because of this cyber hack and the company that they're paying to fix it, which I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, but it's the same company that was responsible for developing healthcare.gov. So they're giving Fulton County taxpayer money to the company that's famous for not being able to, for not being able to build a website that works as their security. And on top of that, they got to pay for Fannie Willis's Baconator's that this guy is buying her through the taxpayer money that she oh, hired to prosecute you. That's the burger right there. Yeah, yeah. Fannie Willis loves them. She, she'll out eat you in a Baconator contest any day of the week. I, I would bet on her in that. 
final story here, and I haven't actually, I've only seen the headlines. So I figured we could do this one together, Mr. President. The headline is, let me share it, is this cop is suing for the right to change his race. Have you heard about this story? I have not. No, he identifies with a different race. Uh, I guess. It says here that he... Cop, Chicago cop sues city for right to change race after department permits gender changes. Ah, maybe he's trolling. Maybe that's what's going on. Due to the Chicago Police Department's decision to forbid him from identifying as a different race uh, in officer records, a veteran of the force is currently suing the city on federal civil rights grounds. Interesting. After the department announced that officers would be permitted to change their gender to better reflect their ideal identities, one Chicago police officer is now suing the city in order to have his race changed on his official records. According to CWB Chicago, Mohammed Yusuf, a 20-year police department veteran, is suing the city for refusing to modify his race designation from Caucasian. So he, he wants to change himself from Caucasian, despite the fact that he identifies as Egyptian and African-American. So he wants to change his race to Egyptian and African-American. When he joined the force in 2004, the department racially racial classification options were limited to Caucasian, black, and Hispanic. Now, according to reports, the Chicago PD off, uh, offers uh, prospective recruits a choice of over nine distinct race designations, and officers are able to change their gender identity if they so choose. However, the agency has a blanket prohibition on racial changes in Yusuf's case. Quote, the racial identity policy ban uh, facially and intentionally discriminates against certain individuals based on personally identifiable characteristics like race, the lawsuit claims. The complaint claims that his career was hindered due to his race designation, saying despite Yusuf's exemplary qualifications and the purported race-neutral policies of the merit system, Yusuf has repeatedly been bypassed for promotion in favor of less qualified candidates based on their race, specifically African-American officers, some of whom had disciplinary issues and were not suitable for the responsibilities of a sergeant, the complaint says. So whether... I don't if whether he's a good cop or not, he might be a terrible cop, might be a great cop. This type of thing is going to happen when you create standards like this. Am, am I wrong on that? That there's going to be more and more people that that do this. I mean, why why wouldn't he believe that he's another? Uh, right. right. So it's like if people are allowed to believe there's something that physically, bio, biologically, they're not. You know the lady who uh, identified as a blind person, right? No, I'm not familiar. She identified, this was, uh, this was around 2020, I believe. She identified as a blind person, went to a therapist about it. She convinced her therapist to give her a procedure where he poured bleach into her eyes. Oh, my gosh. And blinded her. So she really became blind. But why, why? I don't understand why well, she would the, do that. Well, you know, when when you see the woman, Brad, you she got sick of looking at herself. <laughs> she couldn't take it anymore, and she needed help. She was idiot. She was morbidly obese. I I don't necessarily blame her, but it's a true story. So you would consider doing the same thing in that situation? I mean, Brad. Wait, wait, but wait a minute. 
Why was the bleach poured into her eyes if it was presumed she was already blind? No, she identified. She wasn't blind. She identified that she should have been blind. And so she got somebody who was willing to make her blind, is what you're saying. Yeah, her her, her doctor. That's wild. It's totally wild. So Stevie Wonder, a lot of people don't think a lot of people think he's not blind. I don't know. I haven't checked his eyes. I haven't poured bleach into his eyes. There's a lot of pictures of him taking Maybe pictures of people. Stevie Wonder, they wonder if he wasn't blind. Yeah, they yeah, they think he's not blind. They think he's been faking the whole time. Why would he have been faking it? What if you're an average piano player? I don't know if he's average. I, I'm not a good judge of a uh, musician's talent, but let's say you're an average piano player. If you're blind, you're all of a sudden a lot better piano player. Are you not? I like, mean, what, Beethoven deaf or something? Well, well like, let's say I go outside and I make two free throws in a row. Basketball. That's, that's not to impress anybody. But after I make two free throws in a row, nothing but net, somebody goes, did you know he's blind? They go, oh my gosh, those were nothing but net. <laughs> but playing basketball <laughs> and shooting free throws is completely different. No, it, but it's still a skip. But it, playing it, a piano. Is it? I mean, they both require I, I, the point I think is the same. I go All you gotta out. Do is put Braille on the on the uh, on the the, the the keys. Put Braille on the basketball. The basketball is basically already made of. Braille. All, right, all right, let me use a different example. I go out. I, I'm playing baseball. I hit two home runs in a game. Yeah, it's pretty good. But then they say that guy who hit two home runs. Did you know he's blind? That's the same as the basketball analogy. It, doesn't, it still doesn't work that way. Oh, man. I can't believe you're defending. Playing baseball is a lot different than playing the, key, the, the piano. So you're saying it's easy to play the piano. Can you play? I'm saying that a blind person can play the piano. But you're saying blind people can't play basketball is what you're saying. It's going to be a lot harder unless they're like that uh, the daredevil, you know. They've got some type of... What stuff. about daredevil? Daredevil kicks everybody's ass. What do you say about daredevil? I'm saying daredevil's got some type of sonar that he can basically see anyway. <laughs> he does have lying. a sonar. <laughs> Frighten Me says Stevie Wonder and Helen Keller are lies. That A lot of people think that Helen Keller... Is also why is Helen Keller a lie? Why is see this is your, this is what the problem is with these conspiracy theories. But but it's, Helen it's, Keller there's like this that that makes the storm look ridiculous. You're all oh, that makes the storm look, look ridiculous. ridiculous. That make the storm look the QAnon storm look ridiculous. Helen Keller, let's let's back it up. Let's take our so the assumptions about Helen Keller they're just what we've been told. She was born blind and deaf, right? That that's Helen Keller. Yet she can fly a plane, she can give speeches, she can read. How? First, when did Helen Keller ever fly a plane? <laughs> Secondly, was it while they were in air or Helen Keller? Hold on, hold on. It was a high school oh, basketball hold on, hold player. On. Hold on. Did she land the plane and take it off? Because, like, anybody, uh, a chimpanzee can fly a plane while it's already in air. You're comparing Helen Keller to a chimpanzee? Oh, I did am- she? You're saying that somebody else brought the plane up and they just sat Helen Keller, her blind, deaf ass, in the in the 
in the seat and put her hands on it. And they said, look, hold this stick right here. Don't move it. Yeah. Well, what about Stephen Hawking? Stephen Hawking. Oh, she wasn't born that way. Okay. So thank you, Sam. So that's different. He's, uh, Sam says she uh, contracted it through scarlet fever. Thank you. So I was wrong. She wasn't born that way. That's different. But then she could have learned the thing. So that, that definitely changes it. I you ever watched the movie, the Helen Keller movie, when you were in elementary school or high school? No, I didn't watch it. That you grew up in Gwinnett County and you never watched. How do you? No, how do you know anything about Gwinnett County? Hey, look, I got, I got, top secret documents all over the place. <sighs> yeah, yeah, no. So I, I, well, no, I don't remember watching it. Maybe I did. Maybe I just don't remember. It's an inspiring story. She, she comes if running out it. through the the laundry. It's all yeah. hung up in the backyard with the wind blowing, and you just see her running out, deaf and dumb, it's screaming <laughs> with her uh, hands up in the air. So it, it's probably not. It's probably in the middle somewhere. I, I, if I had to guess, it's probably not the way they glorify her, but it's also probably not the nothing. The there's probably. I, I don't know. I so I saw this guy the other day on this video. Maybe this was fake. I, I, every a lot of things could be fake now, but it was a guy playing like softball or something. No, or football, and he had no legs. <laughs> they said he was born with no legs, so they didn't have a place where they could attach it. Attach like I, I don't know. It might have all been bogus, but they did show this guy running around because they do that sometimes. They'll have Play. Like yeah, I saw it. They have those like springy prosthetic legs. Right. But also, you know, if he, he grips somebody, if he never had legs, this is my point. If he never had legs, then there's nothing strange to him. That's He's just learned to move around that way, you know? It's well, like, have you seen Aquaman The Lost Kingdom? No, I haven't. Well, I just watched it today. It was terrible. Uh, but there was a character in there, Ocean Master. He had never run on land before. Right. And when Aquaman told him how to run on land, he was really good at it. Right, right. Well, it's, it's like fish, to them, the top of the water is like the sky to us. You know what I mean? They, they don't, unless they've been caught and thrown back in, they don't know anything exists above the top of the water. Fish don't. Until they're swimming around with their family, a school of fish one day, and one of them just gets snatched into the sky out of thin water, right? And then they're like, where the hell did Larry go? And then a few minutes later, Larry get just he falls through the sky, and he's swimming circles the rest of his life, and he's got an eye dangling from where the hook was. That's like an alien abduction. Uh, I was just hoping that it was like a pelican or something. No, I'm talking about catch and release fishing. I think the fish are organizing. They're smarter than people realize. But like, what if we're just getting snatched out of the sky every now and then by a hook? Somebody's fishing us because our sky is like the sky. Well, all right. All right. What, are, what? Okay. So think about this. All right. Yeah. Uh, you're inside all the time now. Even you, Brad. You I mean, know, I guess you used so. to be a. Uh, quite the specimen, and now you're this. Now you're the string bean, uh, <laughs> gray-skinned thin man that just lives in his basement. And uh, so, 
<laughs> when you're <laughs> when you're doing that so much, your eyes are gonna grow bigger and they're gonna get blacker from being down in the dark so long and looking at the big blue screen. I, I go outside a lot, Mr. President. Your fingers are gonna get longer. <laughs> this is after a, a course of evolution, you know, course so, of time. Okay. And our heads are gonna grow bigger. So aliens are future people who've been our stuck to their are screens. Just us from the future visiting the past. That's what we look like after hundreds of years. Uh, yeah, of, because of things like the Nintendo, of podcasting. The uh, the uh, you know the uh, uh, Atari, you know those things. They started it all. The Atari started this the screen and gaming addiction. It's what's going to turn us into the gray aliens that are coming back. And they're probably experimenting on us because their immune systems aren't as good as ours were because they're inside all the time. They don't get enough vitamin D. Where do they come from? Where Do you have any idea where they're staying? They have the future. Oh, right. But they So they were able to develop the technology by staying inside all the time. Yeah, well, that's why they grew to be gray. And thin. All right, I have a question for you. Uh, so this is an interesting, interesting thing here where there's a conversation going on in the Rockfin chats. Lacey says, I'm convinced Netanyahu is serving as the Antichrist or is the Antichrist himself. Do you have any, any thoughts on, on Netanyahu as the Antichrist, who the Antichrist might be? A lot of people think we're living in the end times. Oh, I love this topic. You know, I'm, a, I'm an avid reader. I know. And uh, all, the, uh, all the apocalyptic stuff in the Bible is very interesting. I don't think BB's charming enough to be the 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 Antichrist. You know, he might be some type of uh, harbinger or uh, somebody working, uh, doing the bidding of, so to speak. You know, but I don't yeah. think BB's charming enough. He's yeah. gonna have to be really charming. But they say he's gonna come. Uh, he's gonna be of Eastern European descent. So, do you think Antichrist has not come yet? Or do you think he's here? Or she, or she or they? I don't know what the Antichrist pronouns are. What do you think? Well, I think the Antichrist will probably be a... So it's not here yet? Well, I, there, it could be. He could have been born in the 50s, you know? Right. The 80s. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they I, I think it's Ellen DeGeneres. There's, there's still a lot of things that... Uh, that have to be done. They have to rebuild the temple, uh, the great temple of David in Israel. They got to rebuild it in the spec. A lot of people underestimate your knowledge of of revelations. I can appreciate. Yeah, you, you study that. You know, there's there's a lot of prophecies that still need to be fulfilled before. So you don't think we're living in the end times? I, I'm not saying that we're not, but there's there's you know who knows who knows. They're not yes. time to God, right? Like uh, the end times could be a thousand years. We don't know. What do you think about Denver is talking about Elon Musk says Elon Musk. People foolishly see him as a defender of free speech and a gesture to power uh, um, as he uh, uh, and whoever he is. Uh, he is the proxy uh, uh, they, as a, a gesture to power as he is who they build uh, the prison around and whoever he is the proxy for. OK, thank you, Denver. Uh, what do you think? So that is a debate about Elon Musk. But the way that I, I look at it is I, I'm not quick to trust any of these people that have such immense power. 
I, I look and see what they're doing currently, and if I like what they're doing, then great. Uh, if I don't like it, then I, I try and call it out when I see it. What do you think about Mr. Musk? I mean, he's got some pretty cool stuff going on. You yeah, know, yeah. trying to get us to space, that's, that's pretty cool. He gave out the blueprints of his car for free to other people to make <laughs> electric cars. So they could make cars that, that ran over people when they're on automatic drive? You know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, what what was that? Uh, that Minority Report. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the movie Minority Report. Uh, the, the Tom Cruise movie, The Scientologist. Have you ever visited the Scientology Center? And on uh, I think it's on Peachtree downtown in, in Georgia. There might be one where you live as well. No, but I'd love to sometimes. I would you like know, to go. They give you free tours, actually. But I haven't been able to find anybody who'd go with me yet. I'm sure there's plenty of people, Brad. Because they try, you know, at the end of it, they try and get you to sign all of your money away. And I guess people are, are afraid that they'll do it. I, I'm not, personally. But, you know, if I do go to one and you never see me again, then that's what happened. But I, I, I feel like I can resist it. Lacey says that she stopped going to church because the preacher showed, showed her how unintelligent he was. Uh, and she suggested read the Israeli publication. So what did your, what did your preacher do? Lacey, I, I, there's, I know that the Israeli, the Palestine, the, the Pal Palestinian thing, I, like all of that is just such, it, it's, it's like it has people flipped on their positions as Republicans. And I think a lot of people, especially at the beginning, they didn't know what they were supposed to feel about it. And, and I know that I've gotten, I've gotten a little bit of shit because, uh, I, I, don't like Bibi Netanyahu. I never have. I, and I think that those who are in control of both sides of this, not to both sides it, as they say, I think they're full of shit. If they were actually concerned about eliminating this, they would have gone after the leaders in Qatar immediately, which they call quitter now. When did Qatar change to quitter? I don't know. But that subject is such a, uh, it's a divide and conquer subject. And now you have Republicans who opposed Ukraine aid saying no Ukraine aid, but let's give all of our, we give Israel $312 billion or so a, a year already. What are they doing with it? It's all, it's all bullshit to me. Uh, Lacey says he insisted that we must support Israel because the Bible tells to support and love the Jews. And I said, scientists aren't biblical Jews. Uh, you know, there's a clip in that Biden interview that I didn't play where Biden says, make no mistake about it. I'm a Zionist. And he goes into the, the Israeli thing. I, I think that anytime people tell you you shouldn't question something and you have to just be on one side, that's, I, I am very resistant to that. And, and I, 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 that whole thing is just, I don't like when anybody the, what dies. What about the Zionists? Uh, Biden said in that, that interview we just played, which I didn't play this clip, but Biden is talking about Israel and Palestine. And, and Biden does say, and I think he's saying this for uh, his appeal for, to voters, but he's basically kind of supporting Bibi and Israel while also saying, I'm telling him he needs to stop. He needs to be a little easier on it because public opinion worldwide is going to go against him, which he's not wrong about that. But it's just he, he's taking the safe position it is to take, which you wouldn't expect him to do anything otherwise. But he said during the interview, he goes, make no mistake about it. You don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. I am a Zionist, is what Biden said to Seth Meyers. Take, what, what does that mean? I, I don't know. 
I think it's dying is is, is somebody that supports. Uh, hold on. What does that mean to him? I I, I don't know. I I mean because everything he was reading there was a scripted talking point. So they they had planned all that out. I don't know what the messaging is there, and I, I am that I'm not familiar uh, enough with. I I know the. What is the book called? The conspiracy book about now we're going into the the Zionist conspiracy. Yeah, I agree, Lacey. Killing children is wrong. Absolutely. Regardless of what it is. Zionism is believing that the Jewish prophecy of uh and it's a Judeo Christian thing too, that the Jews will inherit the promised land. By God. God told them that it's their land. Right. And you hear Bibi Netanyahu giving the propaganda that this is the like you know, projecting to people that these are the end times. And, you know, when you have these, which Bibi Netanyahu, I had to tell people this, Bibi Netanyahu forced the Israeli population to get the vaccine. And he begged Fauci to use them as a, a, a testing ground. He said, we, we have people of different races. We have all kinds of races. We have people with all kinds of conditions. Use us, use us, use us, Fauci. And, and this, he's on video doing this. He tells Jordan Peterson all of this in video. And people are like, well, Israel represents our values. I'm like, you just acted like, you know, a government trying to impose these type of restrictions on us is not our values. I don't think it, it represents our values when you force a vaccine on a whole population and beg for them to be used uh, as a Petri dish. It, that's just my opinion. I, I think it's all just part of the, uh, a nice, clean narrative that they want to project. I think the realities are much, much messier. Zionism is not as political. It's not religious. Yeah, I, I I don't know enough about the history of it to speak on it. I just, I, I don't like when babies are, uh, I don't like any of it. I don't like the uh, atrocity propaganda. I, I, I don't like, it's just such, it's like, I just wish that people would uh, be cool well, and kind. Well, unfortunately, they politicize religion all the time. They do. They do. They always do. It's, you don't have to like, this, there's plenty of room for everybody in this planet, even though they try and make you think there's not. But. You know, people just, they like to, I don't know why. They, they think that things can't be changed. I think that things actually can. I think that they just haven't tried a, a different way of doing things. I think domination and I, I think the strong thing to do is not pursue the urge to want to dominate other worlds. I think it's actually stronger. But the challenge about that is, and this is a challenge libertarians face when it comes to not wanting to enter foreign wars, is you got to be the strongest motherfucker on the block. At least that's what they try and make uh, you, you believe. Know, it's, 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 uh, it's hard not to dominate when you got a world of uh, manga doms and, and libtard subs, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I agree that people are being deceived, Lacey. Uh, absolutely. And they use, and that's like, for me, it's just like any extreme messaging coming from any leader is. <laughs> Unless you can see it and verify things with your own eyes and ears, and even now with deep fakes, that's going to be confusing, but like physically and, and in the real world, because the world is much different when you communicate with people in, in person than it is when you are online and, and in this digital world. But when they are actively trying to get you to not think about things, and when they demonize the questioning and, and the curiosity, that to me is a red flag. Like if you're if if you are confident in the position that you want to convey to me, then you should be perfectly fine with me asking questions, and that's kind of how I evaluate things. 
Because I, I, nobody can know everything about the world, you know? It's like, who's, who can know everything? Nobody. It's like, God, that's it. Do you think we live in a simulation to close things up, Mr. President? Do I think? No, I don't think we live in a simulation. You don't? Absolutely not. What if God created the simulation? I mean, what's the point of that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what the point. What's the point of this? Simulation inside of a simulation inside of. Okay, right, like that movie where people try to drive to the wall and they they drive right into the they, the like electric floor. Right. So, what do you? What is the point uh, of everything? Then, do you have? What's the point of life? What's the point of this world? It's a heavy question. Are you actually asking me what the point of life is? Yeah, if you, I don't know if you've ever been asked this. <laughs> you know, the point of life, Brad. Ah. Mr. Biden, President Biden would never even humor this question. So well, the I, point of life is for us to live it to the fullest. Yeah. And be you as genuinely as you can be yourself. As long as you're not doing it in spite of other people right. or hurting them, yeah. you know? As so long if your genuine self is people, to... Yeah, yeah, right. All right, thank you. Yeah, all right. Well, that's a question I don't think you know, anybody they, can they answer. Get your get your name written in gold and put on top of buildings. That's the point of life. <laughs> so, no, I have a it, pair of shoes named after you, like me and Ice Trader. I do love your basketball shoes. I think they look great. I do have to say that. You know, I I think they look better than Trey Young's. You know, I'm I'm not a huge fan of that uh, that icy yeah band that. Look. It's like light blue. I'm not a fan it's of it. It's baby either. blue. It doesn't even No, go. It's, it's a little gay. gay. It's a little gay. And it's, it's a little gay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we can wrap it up on that. Thanks for the, the chat, and thanks for uh, letting us explore things that uh, are interesting to explore and uh, for the ideas you guys spawned. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us, Mr. President. You got to get Brad to, to get into that Hell Divers too. you know. Hell Divers too. So do you have a Twitch channel you would like to refer people to if they would like to watch President Trump? And I believe in full video, I believe it won't just be audio in the future, maybe not yet, playing uh, Twitch games and commenting on whatever. Yeah, I guess it depends on what time of the day or whatever. Well, what, what are the Twitch channels they should subscribe to? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to look at it. I don't even know what my Twitch channel is right now. Is it an action show? Is that one of them? Well, the action show studios is one of them, but, uh, my personal one, what is it? It's something. If you want to take a second and grab it, uh, Denver says, I found a funny clip of the clown world feed. Holy shit. A good laugh. All right, here, let's, uh, let's put clown world up. We'll end on a good laugh. Well, uh, you find that. Thank you, Denver. It's always good to end on something after a nice, heavy conversation about Israel. <laughs> Although it wasn't that heavy. I just, I think it's, I just think people should be allowed to ask questions. And I don't like it when that's demonized personally. So this is from the Clown World feed. I love these Twitter channels that have like cute dogs and funny videos on them. Why is this? Where's the audio? So the audio is not, I don't think there's any, maybe there's not audio on it, but it's, <laughs> it looks like a bull. And so these people are running around and it's like a bullfighter's ring and they all have bubbles on themselves and the bull is just busting all of the bubbles and sending them flying. You have to be crazy to run with the bulls. Have you ever seen videos of these people running with the bulls? 
and they just oh, get, yeah. they're, they get they're out of their minds. What is it's what like what are you doing? Like I'm gonna go what if you have kids? I'm gonna go run with the bulls. Cause you might not, but there's a small chance you get pinned to the side of a building with a horn through your, your chest. And, and you don't want that, especially if you got children. B-dub six is just my Twitter. V-dub six on tw- on B D U B B S six. And that's on Twitter that's or Twitch? The, the Twitch. That's the Twitch. That's the Twitch. So V dub six on Twitch. If in the future, when the president starts, he becomes a streaming gamer. World famous streaming gamer. Yes. So hopefully that's going to happen soon. So check that out. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.